welcome to Get Involved Referee with Steve Conroy, Dougie Gunning and me, Lindsay Heron. And in this episode, we're going to be focusing on quite a tasty match between Dundee United and Rangers at Tannadice. A couple of big penalty contentious decisions and possible red cards. We'll also look at how VAR helped Rangers last week in their game in Dortmund. And there's also a couple of incidents from Celtic's game with Dundee, as St Mirren also appeal a red card for Charles Dunn. So plenty to get our teeth into tonight, lads. And um, let's just start at that Tannadice game. Quite an entertaining match in many ways. Obviously, Dundee United getting a point against Rangers, which affects them in the in the title race, and some contentious moments. If we start with the first one, there was a potential handball in the Dundee United box. Charlie McGrew trying to clear the ball, and it catches Ross Graham in his left arm. Uh, what did you make of that, Steve? Agreed with Bobby on the day. I don't think that was a that was a penalty. Yep, yeah, his arm, his uh, his upper arm, not a problem. It got him, but he. And the, the buzz phrase was unnaturally big, is that the, the, the phrase of it? He certainly wasn't doing that. His arms were down and if anything, he was trying to get out the way. He had absolutely no, made no attempt to to handball that. So no, that's not not a penalty for me. Hit his hand, yep, but that wasn't a, a handball. There was an argument, Dougie, that the, the, the ball had travelled a fair distance before he, he, he struck his arm, but that doesn't really come into it for you? No, it's not, you know, been fired at in point blank, but it's not sailed 60 yards across the park either. Um, I think that would then fall into the, was it an intentional act? Did he leave his hand in a position to make his body bigger? And again, for me, no. And I know after the game, I think it was Chris Boyd was talking to James McFadden and he was, you know, kind of making a point, well, why did he try and get his hand out of the way if his hand was naturally positioned? And for me, you know, that's the player just trying to remove it from even becoming a decision for the referee to make. You know, if he can get his hand out the road, great. Then there's nothing to even talk about as far as he's yep. concerned. But having his hand there, being naturally positioned, means there is a, a call for that referee to make on that you know moment in time and I think he's came to the right conclusion it wasn't unnatural it wasn't intentional he hasn't tried to kind of move his body into the position of the sorry into the path of the ball and in doing so striking his arm and I think it's uh, it's a nice easy one I think to kick us off tonight because I, I've not really seen too many people thinking it as a handball you know certainly that, no. that I've kind of given commentary on it I would even add to that that you you know when you're talking about the the natural there was one I can't remember exact incident but you saw I think it was Charlie Mulgrew during the game with his, his hands behind his back I hate the fact that people have to try and do that to, to uh. avoid handball but it was never intentional from, no. from the guy. And I have to say, I've accidentally, in inverted commas, been hit by a ball from Charlie Mulgrew. That <laughs> ball would have been travelled. <laughs> the second one, perhaps more of a, a an obvious decision. Um, it looks like the same player. What a day he had, Ross Graham. It was his 21st birthday. <laughs> he scored in the United's goal. He's involved in the first incident. And then he's got a fistful of Fashion Sakala's shirt. What did you think about that one, Steve? Again, I think, Easy in inverted commas. That that was a penalty. Um, penalty and a red card. I think he's even I could have scored that one. So there's the no debate at all that it was a that it was a penalty. But when you you see the positioning of the the officials, Dougie was going to say because I'm looking at it. Um, Bobby was in the exact position that he should have been, edge of the box looking Comic in. Kick. Yeah, but there was so many uh, so many people about that he just couldn't see it. And you would hope that the the assistant would be able to see it, but he he couldn't really see it because there was so many people in the box. And when you see it slowed down, there's actually people running across yeah. the assistant's line of vision at that exact time. So you, you've got to be sure that you see it and you don't want people guessing. So I, I just think it was unfortunately uh, one of those unfortunate incidents that nobody got a view of it. I agree. 
and I think you've done well offering the officials team maybe a way out of that one. But I also think that the the pull in the jersey, it wasn't a quick tug. He had a hold of it. And I think there was a good second of contact. And if someone's crossing the line of sight, I think he'd have crossed the line of sight and he's probably still holding his jersey. Um, I think I would have expected potentially the assistant referee to have maybe seen that one. And maybe, you know, and he's in communications with Bobby and, and as a team, they've came to the conclusion that it wasn't clear enough to make that mm-hmm. call. And that's fair. But to your point about Bobby, absolutely, you know, he's where he should be at the edge of the box for the corner kick. I, I don't think he's really ever going to see that because the Dundee United players actually between the Rangers player and where Bobby's standing. So mm-hmm. even if it was just that player who's committed the foul, I think he's obscuring Bobby's view. And I had a few people I was chatting to about that incident after the game talking about this kind of double jeopardy myth as well. How can it be a red card if it's a penalty because they've got the penalty should only be a yellow card? Well, he's made no attempt to play the ball. Yeah. He's just grabbed the player. He's just tried to fill the player. So that's where that kind of falls down. It's, it's a straight red card. I think it was already on a yellow, but it wouldn't even have been a second yellow. Nope. It would have been a straight red nope. card and a penalty for me. So I guess it's a perfect example of um, of how that would simply go to the video assistant referee. Without a shadow of a doubt. And um, and if we do it up here like they did in Europe during the week, that would have been an instant decision. That would have, yeah. wouldn't have held up anything. But that, that that's just, yeah, the, the, the defence rests for far. <laughs> I suppose, I mean, we'd, we've talked before in the show about the potential for decisions to cause effect to the title race. So, so arguably that hasn't had an, that has had a major effect you know, if Rangers get the penalty and score the penalty, they're only a point behind Celtic instead of three. So, you know, there has been a, a, an impact on them. I would agree with that. But again, going back to what we said earlier on, one decision doesn't make the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's as tight as this, you certainly don't want to be dropping two points un- unnecessarily. Well, they did have about 160 chances in the match, so that would yeah, pro- probably <laughs> even it out. You know? That's, that's it. And, uh, you know, obviously we're not here to discuss, the you know, the players' performances of what they could or couldn't have done better. You know, we're looking at the actual decision itself, but I think the ball was still there for Sakala to put away. Um, I don't think, you know, it wasn't a chance taken away from him because of the pool, but mm. that doesn't, make it not a penalty and not yeah, a red card. I, absolutely. No, indeed. Um, again, it's it's, it's a, a disappointing one from Bobby's point of view because it's, you know, it's a big one that he's missed. And we talked about, you know, uh, Willie Collum missing a couple in the last show. Again, it's, it's just, do they analyse these things themselves and beat themselves up a bit or, you know, what's the procedure? Can I stop short of saying it was one that Bobby missed because he wouldn't have seen it. And I think that that's where there's a kind of clear difference from Bobby's point of view. It's not a bad decision because he can only call what he can see. He can't make assumptions based on what might or might not have happened or what you know, another person, someone in his team might have seen. Mm-hmm. So I think based on that, Bobby can only call what he's seen or hasn't seen on that day. And I don't think it's something he's missed. And on review, his position was right for what was happening in the game at the moment. He can't in the future think, well, I maybe take a few extra steps in the wrong direction just in case that happens again. Because what he's there to see and the law of averages based on his position and the things that he's likely to see, he could then miss something else. And that's where he would probably be scored against them because he's moved into the wrong position to see something that is a, a one in a hundred or a one in a thousand an incident that happens in a game. I agree completely. He was he was where he was meant to be, but I would still assume, although I, I don't know, I would assume that he'd still be pulled up for that markdown for it, whatever phrase you want to use because it, it was an obvious one. Yeah. But I, I agree. He just couldn't see it. There was just too much going on. Two other on-field incidents that, that went unpunished during the match. A couple of late challenges that looked to be quite dangerous. Charlie McGrew goes through on Scott Arfield and seems to catch him, you know, quite high up the shin. What was your view of that one? I have to say, I, I don't really remember it much uh, on the, the telly highlights and I haven't seen a decent enough clip of it um, today. I've uh, seen one grainy one that was in slow motion and it, you, you don't want to call things uh, uh, on slow motion. Having said that, it doesn't look good, but because I haven't, I haven't seen it properly, I would 
I would uh, probably sit in the fence on that one, but I agree <laughs> that it certainly didn't look good. I suppose the one thing, Dougie, is that, that Scott Arfield doesn't make a meal of it. He doesn't go down clutching his, his leg and rolling about, I suppose. Is that, does that maybe influence what's going on? Um, it shouldn't, and I'd like to think the referee wouldn't factor that in his decision. You know, if he sees a foul, if he sees an incident, if someone's been kicked or challenged badly or unfairly, that should always be a foul, regardless of um, the, the, the player who's been fouled's reaction. Um, I've seen a few people saying oh, it's credit to Scott Arfield for not going down and I think that's a damning indictment in the state of football in Scotland that there are people diving yeah, all absolutely. over the place yeah. rather than, you know, Scott, you know, acting admirably. He's just taken a challenge. He's got up and got on with the football, you know, and I, I would want to see more people, if not everybody do that. For me, I, you know, I did see it in real time and when it happened, I did, you know, you give that, that could have been nasty. Um, you know, and on replay, I do think there was enough there for me to be given a red card. I think there's there's enough pace in the challenge. I'm not saying he's going to do the guy, but his studs are certainly you know high enough to endanger the safety of Scott Arfield. And I think there's enough pace in the challenge for me that that would tick a box for series foul play. So that's one that I think, had I had the crystal clear lateral view that the camera provided me with, I would have given a red card for. Mm, interesting. And another one, quite a similar uh, situation. Right at the end of the game, Ryan Jack goes in on a challenge on young Dylan Levitt of Dundee United and seems to like, similarly catch him on the leg um, nowhere near the ball. I saw this one and me and Dougie are going to disagree on this one. <laughs> I've, and, and accepting again that it wasn't the worst tackle in the world, I think that there was enough in it that that would have been uh, a red card. I think the ball was far enough away that he wasn't really making an, uh, an attempt at the, uh, at the ball. It wasn't a Neil Simpson dig on the leg, but I think there was enough in it. That, was, that leg was planted that I think that was a deliberate go at the the guy's uh, leg all right it wasn't you know hugely uh, at speed but there was enough in it and you don't have to be going at 100 mile an hour to break somebody's leg I think that that was a nasty one and I think there was enough in it for it uh, for it to be a red Dougie I don't think it's a black and white one and I can see comfortably how you could argue that it's a red card the reason I don't think it's a red card is because it's not um, Jack challenging the player the ball was there and the Dundee United player comes in at the very last second and at full stretch just about toes the ball away and it's in the same movement that Jack brings his foot down and it does land on the player's leg and there's a still image floating around and it looks like you know an absolute leg breaker <laughs> but still images in slow motions as we've already said you know paint a terrible picture of almost any challenge and if you get the right angle everything looks like a leg breaker but for me Jack's actually not coming in with any real pace or power into that challenge. He's connected with the player and that looks to me like he's almost lifted his foot off straight away. He's not followed through. There's no bending the player's leg. He's not put his weight behind the challenge because I don't think it's a tackle. He's he's gone to win the ball and not won it. Mm -hmm. So I think there's more a case for me to tick the boxes for yellow card. I think it might be reckless because the studs are there. I don't think there's enough in it for it to be considered brutality or endangering the safety of an opponent. And that's where it stops short of being serious foul play for me. Happy to accept it's a, the concept of an orange card. It's an in-between one. One of the ones that we, <laughs> High tariff we, we talk, aye, that, um, you know, the, the crossover of uh, whether yeah. it's obvious or whether it's not. I, I, I think there was enough uh, in it for me. And just to take slight issue with one thing that you said, um, that he, he looked as though he pulled his legs uh, away straight away or he's pulled his foot away straight away. You've, you've got to put the foot on in the first instance to, to pull it away. But perfectly happy to accept that that's yeah. one of those ones. Maybe he's aye, maybe he's no. But in this situation, does this is this a time when the, the SFA would say to Bobby, look, we've had a look at these incidents. Would you look at them again and say, actually, I should have sent the guys off there? 
He'll be asked to review some of those incidents, but as, as we've just said with the, the Ryan Jack one, if, if we're disagreeing here, then I'm, I'm perfectly happy to accept other people think that it, uh, that it wasn't. That, in my mind, goes down to the opinion of the referee. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bobby will say, no doubt, the exact same as, as Doogie said. Um, and that's a perfectly acceptable point of view to have. I would hope... And I mean, we've talked before that uh, in a certain incidents I was involved in that they, they said that they were going to go with it. Uh, it was a matter of opinion, but they'll go with the ob- opinion of the observer. I would hope to hell it doesn't come down to that because I don't think that it's convincing enough either way. Yeah, and if Bobby says that this is how I saw it, this was my thinking, then fair enough. That's that's an opinion. But then the next stage could be, would the compliance officer become involved and say, well, actually, you know, we don't agree with you, Bobby. We're going to take retrospective action or offer retrospective action against either or both players. To be fair, I never understood what the compliance officer did and <laughs> I still don't. Um, but if they, again, they'll... Doesn't the compliance officer only get involved if Bobby hasn't had a clear view on the incident? and you know hasn't been in a position to make a, a call with the full visibility of what's happened if Bobby's seen that and as we've said and rightfully decides that you know he's in line with my thinking and it would only have maybe been a yellow card then there's nothing really for the compliance officer to get involved in I've had the compliance officer involved when I've given an explanation and said this is what I saw and mm-hmm. I was happy with what I've saw they still got the compliance officer involved <laughs> so I think if if they are utterly convinced that he was wrong and they're utterly convinced that they want to make a point of it then I would imagine they'll get involved if I'm wrong I'm wrong, but I would imagine mm-hmm. uh, that, that they would get uh, involved. I would hope to hell that in this instance it wouldn't go any further. Yeah, no, indeed. Um, I touched earlier about the, you know, the we talked about VAR would have we've sorted out the the Rangers penalty incident at uh, Tannadice, and it certainly worked for them in Germany. We talked ahead of that game in Dortmund, you know, that VAR was going to be obviously used and it might come into play. And my goodness, it, it worked perfectly from a Rangers point of view or from the, you know, from the, the decision point of view, didn't it? Yeah, from the game's point of view. Aye. Um, aye, I, that, that's how far should work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we've said it long and weary. Um, and if they, they well, they um, they did, they looked at it, instant decision, off we go. That mm-hmm. That's a, an advert for uh, how VAR should work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just makes it all the more frustrating, isn't it, Diggy, that we just don't have it yet and it seems to be, we don't even know when we're getting it. Well, it is frustrating because I think there's a number of incidents in this weekend's games, Absolutely. you know, outside of Celtic and Rangers that, that VAR would certainly be able to kind of crystallise the, the outcome of. The the examples in Europe are, are great examples because I think that it shows how it can resolve two issues. One, something that was completely missed, which was the handball, no one's seen it in yeah. real time. Um, and on review, it was obviously quite abundantly clear that the hand was above the shoulder and therefore definitely a handball. And the second decision was just a wrong decision by the assistant referee, mm-hmm. um, which baffled me because both players who were actually involved in that attack were at least a good half body on. <laughs> um, it was quite astonishing that the, the assistant referee flagged them offside. So mm-hmm. it's there and it demonstrated on, on two different ways why VAR can help. And, you know, whether it's a missed decision or an incorrect call by one of the officials, it's, it's there to kind of rectify that. I just think it makes it even more glaring that we are pretty much an outsider now and well we like to think ourselves as major leagues we are an outsider mm-hmm. um, and if we're looking at that and think oh why well, isn't that amazing how, how how good it is but we still don't get that I just yep. it's getting less and less acceptable it's quite embarrassing actually oh, absolutely it's, utterly especially you know you know Scottish teams but particularly the, the the two big teams have dragged up the coefficient now and you know to a level where um you know the premiership winners are going to go straight into the Champions League not just next season but the following two seasons which is shows you how high we're going into the top 10 now in terms of country rankings so it's crazy that we don't have it isn't it I oh, know when you think of some of the countries like Malta Lithuania 
Yeah, surely in terms of you know preparing them for European football as well, you know you want them to be using the system mm-hmm. effectively and every single week, you know, so that the clubs understand how it works, how it operates, and they can manage the game with that in mind as well, rather than you know maybe six or eight games a season having it and then the rest of the season not. Mm-hmm. No, no, absolutely. Um, you touched on handball, and there was a there was a, an interesting one at Celtic Park right at the very end of the game. You know, Celtic have won the game three two, mm-hmm. winning the game three two. Ball comes into the box, it hits Jota in the head and hits his left arm. Dundee players screaming for a penalty. Some people saying that there's no way that can be a penalty. But there are certain criteria that it could be a penalty if it's a deliberate action. Is that correct? Yeah. So the handball law, as it's written, um, it's an offence if a player touches a ball with their hand or arm when the hand or arm is made their body unnaturally bigger or the hand or arm is above or beyond their shoulder level unless the player's deliberately played the ball. Now, in this instance, Jota's jumping for a challenge. He's not looking, the, the ball's hit him. He's not, you know, forcefully made a head on that ball. It's accidentally came off of his head and then it's hit his arm. So in this instance, it wouldn't be a handball. But there are circumstances when that act could be considered a penalty kick or a, or, or a, or a foul. Mm-hmm. And that's just to kind of clarify some of the points that have been spoken about in the mm. media recently. I think it was last night on Sports Scene, Bartley was talking about it. Uh, Gallagher and Sky Sports News was talking about it this morning as well. So, you know, that, the, the are writing what they're saying but there are still some caveats to the law that demonstrate that you know in certain circumstances even if it has come off your own head it could still in theory be a handball if you deliberately put your arm out and exactly and move the ball in a different way or yeah, something like that exactly yeah if you make an intentional act to handball you know to put your hand to ball that's always going to be given as a handball even if you've headed it first uh, i guess is you know where the kind of line is but again you know because it's slightly vague in that regard not vague but i mean possibly open to interpretation i mean the referee might have just suddenly given a penalty to dundee there and next thing you know celtic have lost a couple of points you know it's just it could be absolutely and i think a couple of uh, podcasts ago we, we spoke about some of the laws that we could maybe change add or edit and i think the handball one is universally one of the laws that everybody would love to be simplified to a degree that makes it a little bit easier for the referee to reach his conclusions and a little bit better for the fans and players to understand what the law actually is because mm-hmm. when you read the law as it's written um, for handball, there's eight bullet points that is, this is definitely, this might be, and this isn't handballs, you know, and, and they all kind of lean on one another as well, you know, so there's no clear path to whether it is or isn't, and it is a lot down to that referee's opinion on whether it's been intentional, whether the hand position's right or wrong, did he touch the ball first, and was that touch itself deliberate? Just one thing on that game, which I don't know if you've, you've got an opinion on it, Steve, but Mark McGee was suspended for that match and he's suspended for another five <laughs> as a legacy of his histrionics at Motherwell five years ago. But he set himself up in a, a wee home office up in the press box there. He had a monitor, a laptop. He's got a communication with his bench. I mean, it, it's kind of, does, it, does that not belittle the whole banning situation? It does, in my opinion. Um because there, there was no there was no punishment involved there. He, he was getting a better view, um, and he was in constant contact with the uh, with the bench. So mm. yeah, I, I don't think that that's right, and it does. It, it, I think it makes it a, a laughing stock. But I'm sure was it not was it Mourinho or somebody in? Uh, it was either in England or in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had his uh, earpiece, earpiece and was still communicating with the with the bench, even from uh, from a distance. He was watching the telly or something, and he get pulled up for that. So I think that that, that was ridiculous. It's, that's not a ban if you can sit up there and be in communication with the bench. It does. It seems to make a mocker of it all, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Um, oh, absolutely it does. So where does the ban begin and end then in respect to Scottish football? Is it about being allowed in and around the players' area on match day in yeah, respect to the dressing rooms? It's 75 minutes before kick-off. You're not allowed in the, in the dressing room and you're not allowed in the touchline or in, the, or in mm-hmm. that area. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can do all your prep before 75 minutes kicks in, can't you? And then go up and take your seat and uh, get your mobiles all set up and your communication system and you're basically managing the game from the press. Absolutely, and you get a better view. Uh, Something they should maybe look at to to say, look, you can't do that. Uh, I I would, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, it was funny. I didn't actually realise that he'd had he still had a six uh, six match ban. That's a, that makes it an even stranger decision to bring him up. <laughs> exactly, only twelve games left. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a club also looking for a manager is St Mirren, and they were in the in the, in the news at the weekend. A bit of a controversial red card in that one. I think you've both had a chance to have a look at that. Charles Dunn goes up with Sebastian Soto of Livingston, who falls to the ground and serious peril that would appear and Willie Collum sends him off. Yep, I looked as though he'd been shot. Um, and I, I think that again, that, that was a wrong call. When you, when you look at it, it was a pretty unobscured view that, that Willie got. So he was looking directly in on it. There, there was none of the other uh, mitigation I was saying about people crossing over and all the rest of it. The only thing that I will say in mitigation, and we, we talked about it in the same instance with uh, Kyle Lafferty a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. the the player, and there's no, there's no way around it, the player cheated. If there was contact, there was minimal contact. There wasn't enough to go down drawing your last breath and clutching at your face. <laughs> it was a ridiculous, ridiculous histrionic from the player. Yeah, he cheated. He conned Willie. The other thing that we talked about, you talked about Scott Arfield, you know, uh, being the sort of decent fellow and not going down and that sort of thing and playing on. The Livingston players are all screaming and shouting for the, for a, for Willie to take action. Of course. I've said it kind of tongue-in-cheek in the past, but there's very little honour in football. You know, that's one at all costs. We'll do anything we can to influence the referee. They'll accept any decision that goes their way, whether it's right or wrong, you know, and I guess that's the sporting element of it and why, I guess, referees are needed at the end of the day if everyone played and was absolutely honest and, you know, put their hands up and said, no, it came off me last, it's their throwing. You know, we would largely be redundant at the end of the day. <laughs> so, you know, so I expect that any any player who goes down clutching their head, you know, there will be players on that park asking for a red card who haven't even seen it, who didn't see it in real time. Oh, yeah, really what's happened but they're going to make sure the referee knows something's happened Mm -hmm. and he needs to do something about it whether or not that's had an influence i don't know i would very much doubt it you know for 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 guys of that level to react based on you know the Mm -hmm. the the, you know the protests put up by one team or another but yeah it's just disappointing as steve says to see that type of action you know to see someone going down holding their face you see quite a lot the 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 player's got his eye on the ball through his peripheral vision he knows that somebody's coming into him he's probably got his arm up in protection he's not moving towards the livingston player the forearms is kind of slightly off his body expecting the contact and the livingston players just use that as a as a reason to go down Mm -hmm. you know and and very serious discomfort um and it was great to see him make a recovery and and manage to continue the game (laughs) yeah it was yeah (laughs) lazarus (laughs) (laughs) so Merrin have appealed that red card decision they've announced today steve um we imagine they would be successful Mm -hmm. um but more moreover should should action be taken retrospectively against the livingston player for the, the blatant simulation you've just discussed i believe so yeah it's 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 shocking it's it's as much the old parlance, ungentlemanly conduct as, uh, as anything else. I, I, and it's worse than that. It's, it's cheating. Um, and you can't, if that becomes ever more rife, you can't have a game. You, people will be doing Neymar's constantly. They'll be down like a <laughs> ton of bricks every time anybody comes near them. Mm-hmm. That what, is an issue, isn't it? What, what about, you know, sanctioning the player who's who's dived, if you want to call that, or cheated for the same offence that they were trying to get the other person sent off for? Like your work, yeah. So he, that's a red card then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's happy with that. Mm-hmm. And that would be a, that, that mean that'd be a positive move by the authorities, wouldn't it, to try and stamp out this 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 sort of unsavoury side of the game? Oh, yeah, I agree. I really, really don't like it. And go back to what what Doogie said earlier. We, we commented previously on how well behaved Celtic Rangers were in the uh, the World recent match. derby, yeah. and then uh, in the, uh, those instances at the weekend, if if we're congratulating people for behaving properly then that's that's a sign of where we're heading exactly that's it for this episode of get involved referee but don't forget you can follow us on instagram facebook and twitter 
And if you've got any video clips of your team you want the guys to discuss, please send them in.